a KJAC Radio production. Hey there, friend or foe, probably friend, hopefully. Um, <laughs> you're listening to Ask Your Dad, which is a advice podcast um, hosted by me, Herman Johnson, also known as Herman John Dad on many a social media platform. The really cool thing about our podcast is that we can answer any questions that you have and give you advice in our titular advice segment, Ask Your Dad. Um, so if you want some advice or you just have a problem that you need solved that we could maybe help you with, you can go to justaskyourdad at gmail.com and send us a neat little email or you could send us a DM at askyourdadpod on Instagram. Either way you slice it, you're helping our podcast out. So we hope to hear from you soon and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everyone, one and all, all over the world, to the last <laughs> NAU-affiliated episode of Ask Your Dad. Isn't it sad? Isn't it intense? Isn't it everything that it is? I'm 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 on my last um, brain cell today because moving is hard. But anyway, today we have <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite stepdads, and she hasn't even been on the show yet, but I just know that she's going to be one of my favorites Madeline. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> Introduce yourself to the people. What do you think they should know about you before we dive in? Um, my name is Madeline. I am a black woman. <laughs> <laughs> Word. It's true. And yeah, I'm a senior and you about to graduate, so I don't know. That's all that's all there is to know. Those are important things to know, to start off, for sure, most definitely. Um, Madeline and I are both RAs, uh, another RA on the podcast, I hope you're keeping count. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We're both in Riley this year, and if you could rate a year in Riley, this year in Riley specifically, between one and ten, how would you rate this year? Not one in ten. Okay. Okay. (sighs) <sighs> like specifically attributed to Riley, like the experience of Riley Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. If I had to rate it based off of residence, I'd say like a a solid two. Mm-hmm. Um But you know, the regular RE experience under COVID, maybe like a seven? Word. Maybe a seven. Word. Yeah word yeah i think our staff is a 10 i think definitely a 10 yeah residents in the two 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 one to two range if i'm being generous (laughs) um (laughs) yeah this was definitely my hardest year as an ra i think for a lot of reasons (laughs) yeah it was it was a time (laughs) it Mm -hmm. was a tough time the COVID of it all the residents of it all everybody everything because from day one, from day one. From we day one, they were on <laughs> on jump from day one. <laughs> I think it was like the first day that like people had moved in. We had to go outside on the front lawn of Riley. We did like with 40, 40 people. Of them were hanging out. Yeah, 30 or 40 of them were just hanging out on the front lawn. None of them were wearing masks. And we were like, uh, one, it's late. But two, where are the masks at? And they're like, oh, we thought where we were wear them because we're outside. And that's when I knew it was going to be a long year. 
That's what I knew because they were sitting in each other's laps and said, we're outside. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. If you had like a, to end the, the RA conversation on a positive note, <laughs> if you had a like positive thing, like something very wholesome that you could say about being an RA, either from this year or in past years, something that you remember that you're like, wow, this is one of the things that made me glad that I did this. What, what would you choose? Um, I guess, I don't know if I can think of one experience. It's just, the staff bonding portion of being an RA has always been my fave, like my highlight. Like a lot of my best friends that I have now, I met last year. My mm -hmm. partner I met through being an RA on staff. So like, and then our staff this year, like we always have good times with game nights and stuff. So like that portion of being an RA is my favorite. The rest is kind of a mess. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I would say, yeah, I would say pretty much the same thing. The staff dynamic is the best thing. And I would say also when residents actually like need you or like, reach yeah. out to you for like things yeah. and then you feel like you've positively helped them last year my first ra situation um was a kid knocked on my door this was like before school had started a kid knocked on my door and he was just bleeding i can't even oh. remember where he was bleeding from but he was just like yeah like he cut he was bleeding from his hand he was like yeah i just cut my hand open like do you have a first aid kit is, is that what your job is <laughs> i was like <laughs> Like, yeah. I'm I sure. helped him. You know, I went to the front desk and we got the first aid kit and we wrapped him up. And I was also like, I should probably explain to you like what being an RA is. And he was like, oh, bet. Because, right. yeah, I don't, I didn't know. I just thought you were here to make sure we don't die. And I was like, I mean, kind of, but also not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The residents are funny. I had in the past, I had the sweetest residents. Today, I posted like a little cute little graduation post. And I had a RA, or not a RA, a resident message or comment like, hey, Milo, I just want to say that you were like the best RA. This is my a resident for my first year. They're like, mm -hmm. you're such a great RA. And I'm so excited to see like what you do in life. And I was just so like, Ooh, that just makes me so happy. It's so sweet. Like, yeah. Like, from, like, you remember me. I made an impact on you. Like, that makes me so happy. I love that, too. I have, there's like two ends of residence from my first year, right? Because I feel like my first year as an RA, I was the best RA. Like objectively, I was like doing my job the best. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> like I was yes. logging all my conversations. I was planning all it. kinds of diverse programs, you know. <laughs> I was really doing it. But like half of my residents just didn't need me. And so I would bother them. But those were the ones who taught me that you shouldn't do that kind of thing because yeah. yeah i just learned that year that like the residents that i still like are connected with are the residents who i just kind of met them where they were at like i gave them as much attention as they wanted kind of thing and then you know sometimes i'll see them in like tavern or something and be like hey well not sometimes i i'm saying sometimes like pre-covid i would see them yeah. in the tavern and be like <laughs> whoa and they'd be like herman there's also one of those residents that i'm talking about i shouldn't shout her out on the podcast because i think she actually listens but this I think I told you about it the other day. Maybe you were there when I was talking about it. She literally, I was working the desk. She walks past the desk with like three of her friends. And she's just like, move in, right? And she goes, uh -huh. Herman, Herman, I'm going to my friend's house because I think I'm pregnant. So she's going to punch me in the stomach. And she just walks out the door. I think you told me. 
Like, you tell me that's it. And then two hours later, she comes back in the hall and she walks past the desk again and she's like, never mind. <laughs> I was like, oh. what? Okay. Who told me that she was dating somebody who confessed that he was a murderer, that he murdered someone. This is the same resident who asked Tommy Newsome to buy her alcohol, thinking that he was just a resident. She was living a whole ass movie. <laughs> no, a whole movie. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> she was really going through it. She was really going through it. If you're one of my wow. residents from that year, you probably know who I'm talking about. <laughs> she was <just lives laughs> life was on a hundred. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. They had some, they had some, itch. that's what made me so sad about this year. Cause I never, I don't have any stories like that with my residents. Like mm-hmm. any, like we didn't bond enough to like, for me to hear they're crazy. Right. I mean, I don't even think they had the opportunity to really have a crazy story this year. But Right. Right. Last year, I used to sit in the hallway and talk to my residents. I would never do that this year. Mostly because I'm oh, scared no. of my residents this year. And the ones They're that I do scary. know well, I'm like, I want to give you your space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I want my space for you as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just because this year, it's been very clear, like, who is just going to break policy no matter what. And I'm like, I know you're a kind person. But I cannot write you up for the same thing every day. So let's just keep our Not distance. Not every day. Let's just keep our distance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, my residents just don't talk to me. They're just like, she's a girl who lives at the end of the hall. And I'm going to say a cute little hello when I see her, but that's it. Some of my residents don't even say hi to me. And it's fine. We just, we have a, like, a mental, we just don't even say hi. <laughs> we just walk An understanding. Like, yes. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. that's what you need, though. Sometimes. Sometimes it is. It made it easier. I didn't have to do my job as much. <laughs> Precisely. Precisely. That's so funny to think that residents probably had a whole separate... Because normally I feel like the RE experience and the resident experience is pretty connected. Like, you can... You kind of, like, go through some of the same things on campus and that kind of thing. and you're Because we're all living in the same building. I feel like they have right. whole other lives. There's probably all kinds of Riley scandals and events that we just never knew about. Because... Scandals, drama. <laughs> I used to know about the drama. They used to be like, Madeline, homegirl over here, stole my man and did this. And I was like, really? But I don't know nothing. I don't even know. At this point, I don't even know, like, who lives in the building and who does it a lot of the time. No, not like really. a lot of times we'll be in an incident and somebody will say they don't live in Riley and I'm like, you could have said nothing. I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't. I wasn't even thinking that you didn't live here. I just assumed. I assumed you lived here. I assumed you had a bed here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you were talking about how um a resident commented on your graduation post. Yeah. How are you feeling in general about graduation, considering that it's in what? four days and then when this episode four comes days. out it'll be three days <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i feel mixed emotions i feel kind of upset <laughs> that i mean obviously there's the upset like feeling of we're graduating the pandemic but also it's like kind of like we're seeing vaccines rolling out and like a little tiny eensy bit of normalcy and it's kind of annoying that like Eddie's just you know we're not doing the in-person thing and i'm just like right you know i i i get the not in-person thing but even if homegirl could just walk across the stage and if you could just Mm -hmm. even in an empty auditorium 
just let me walk across the stage and my mom take a cute little picture and that's it right like that would have been cute but i fully thought they were just going to do more graduation ceremonies i fully thought they were just going to like double the amount of ceremonies or something like that so that we could spread people out the sky dome is huge y'all if you limited us to like three people each could come to the graduation or something like that you could have really spread them mugs out in the sky dome. You could have really did that. I feel like there could have been a way. I even told somebody the other day, I was like, even if they gave you a time slot, even if they said, Madeline, come at 12.15, Herman, mm-hmm. you come at 12.30, mm-hmm. like, they could have they could have figured that out, I feel like, but it's okay. I can't dwell. <laughs> right. One of my professors said, because she said she watched the graduation last year, she said that it's actually very nice what they do. And I don't know if, oh. you know, I don't know if I trust her opinion because she's not the one graduating. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> but I'm interested to see because right now the way, because did you make your little slide? I made my little slide. Yeah. Some but... some schools let you do a lot more. Like my friend goes to Monterey Bay, A couple, two of my friends do, or a couple of my friends. Um and they get to you really customize they slide. Like you download the slide and you go into PowerPoint or whatever. You could add all kinds of pictures. You could add all kinds of That's quotes. Cute. You could add all kinds of stuff. And we just, it was like, write your quote. Tell us how to it's, pronounce your name. Right. Put your photo in. You don't even get to see the finished product. So the first time I'm going to see it <laughs> is when it's rolling it's across go- the screen. Exactly. I was like, they, we just get a caption and a picture. And I was just. I don't know. They could have made this experience. Like, my, I was telling my mom, like, I was like, I'm so excited for my PowerPoint presentation on Friday. And she's like, you really need to stop downplaying your graduation. I'm like, I'm not trying to downplay it, but it's like, they really, nobody gave me the full experience. I'm not feeling like a graduate, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, now I'm not trying not to be like a Debbie Downer or whatever, but it's like, it's just kind of like, hey, I did this. I did four years of this mess. I kind of want something, you know, just a little bit of something. Some hoopla, you know. I want some, right. some spunk. Some not yeah. spunk. Not spunk was not the word that I wanted to use. <laughs> um, <laughs> something. Just something. Something. <laughs> something exciting. Like. Are you Are you and your family like doing anything cool for to celebrate? I have regrets because I was going back and forth with my mom, and I was like. Because my mom was like, we need to do a party, and we needed a party. And I just wasn't feeling the party thing because, like, COVID. Mm-hmm. And I knew it's, like, a party for her. I, oh, I, I assumed that a party would need, like, 30, 40 people. And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. But so she got really pissed off. She was like, fine. Well, I'm not going to do nothing if that's how you feel. And then later on, we talked about it when she calmed down and she was like, I was going to do this cute little drive-by, like, party for you. And I was going to make little, like, doggy bags, like, catered. People could just grab the food, take a picture, and just go. It was going to be completely safe. And I was like, you just had to say that. And we wouldn't have the back and forth. Right. She just made it so complicated. So we're just going to do like a small dinner with a couple of with a little bit of family. And then me and all my best friends from high school are graduating in the same Mm. year. So we're just going to do like something together. Cute. Love that. I think that um, high school Herman ended up shooting college Herman in the foot because we didn't do something super big for my high school graduation. 
And I think I was kind of visibly upset about that. And I think some of my family members picked up on that. And so all of them were like really pressuring my mom to do something. And so that's why we're doing something. It's not like a lot of people, but people are flying in. So I'm a little like, yay, because I'm happy to see these people I haven't seen in a while. But I'm also like, who? Everybody in this house is vaccinated. So I hope y'all are vaccinated too. Right. I mean, because I ain't worried about me and mine, but I am worried about you and yours. Um. <laughs> right. I protected my bottle, but y'all. <laughs> exactly. Precise. Well, that will be nice, though, at least. Yeah, it's going to be cute. It's going to be cute. Are you excited for the inevitable questions of like, what's next? What are you doing next? Yes, only because I actually have answers to those questions. Ayo. Ayo. <laughs> So, yeah, because, you know, I'm moving to Spain next year. So that'll be a little time to brag and be like, well, I'm mm -hmm. going to go to Spain. And, and this is your second time going, right? Yeah, I studied abroad there for a summer in like 2019, the summer before like all the COVID stuff. Ooh, hot girl summer. You spent your hot girl I summer know. I did some my hot girl summer in Spain. It was a good time. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Have you seen those? Um, there's like, speaking of hot girl summer, it just made me think of Megan the Stallion. I don't know what she's doing, but there's, I've seen these promo photos of her like under, you know, like when they do those cloning, t I'm walking you through this. I really am. You know, okay. those like cloning <laughs> tubes, like in sci-fi films where somebody's getting cloned. Yes. Like the tubes. Yes. Have you seen those photos of Megan the Stallion with the good news fit, the bodysuit? in those tubes are these recent no i haven't seen these hold on i have to find it <laughs> i have to find is she posted on instagram i think she here let me go to instagram first because i was going to go to google first but sometimes you got to go to the source you know exactly, exactly <laughs> that <laughs> yes oh my gosh it's like her it's her icon right now um she has what? like a like a mask on her hair is laid um and she's in a tube She's in a, I don't know if it's going to show up on the screen. She in a tube. I'm going to send it to I you on Instagram. I know she's supposed to be doing like some music festivals over the summer. I, don't I just know. don't know what she releasing. Is it a deluxe version? Ooh, a deluxe version would be fun. That would be fun. Let me see. Let me look at this. Megan the Stallion is recharging due to the demands of the hot girl lifestyle. Meg has now entered a period of regeneration to prepare for what's next. In her absence, management will manage all social postings on behalf of the hot girl coach. The hotties lead a brave resistance in anticipation for the return of their fearless captain. What is going on? <laughs> what is, is going, going on? rebranding? I don't know. This just seems like, you know, because the summer is coming. This seems like some hot girl summer, like, setup. I don't know if we're going to get a performance video. I don't know. It's definitely something. Her management team is so smart. Wait, is there a movie? Hold on. I'm clicking the link in her bio. We're doing some really investigative work. No, that's the song. The song movie. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, I've seen this picture, but I didn't know it was her. I didn't. I didn't think <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm interested. I mean, you know, you know me. Megan the Stallion. She could do pretty much anything, and I'm not tuning in. She really 
kid, and I will I will bump that. So that's why I'm scared. Because if this much promotion and preparation, like she not on social media, <laughs> leading up to whatever this is, like I don't know. I don't know. I hope it's worthwhile. I hope they don't build I hope it's up not just something dramatic. that's not. Not to them just being dramatic, and it doesn't even lead up Yeah. to anything. Because Yeah. then that makes me sad. One could hope. One could hope. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else in the world exciting that is happening. But I'm not really seeing... They're on their third child now. Third child. Is it somebody from high school? Oh, no, no, no. I tweet... <laughs> Sometimes when I'm on the podcast and I open Twitter to, like, go to... <laughs> to go to, like, see what's trending or whatever, I see notifications that I've gotten on Twitter. And I just saw this notification that said they're on their third child now. And I was racking my brain to think, what did I tweet that somebody would reply that with? And then No, I realized they're on their turn. I tweeted that I missed Tim and Moby. Do you remember Tim and Moby? No. In like school, probably like grade school, junior high school, they would show us these videos in like science class. So I guess they did like all kinds of different subjects, but it was this lanky white dude and this like orange robot. I think it's called Brain Pop. Do you remember that? Maybe they didn't do it in Arizona. Maybe they didn't really show it up in Arizona. They didn't really be doing stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but they All showed we had us. was Bill Nye. Bill Nye, Bill Nye is, you know, international. Hold Mm on. -hmm. I got to find a picture of Tim and Moby to send you. Tim Because, and Moby. yeah. I See, I thought this was everybody's childhood. Because I watched Tim and Moby in Georgia, Tennessee, California, everywhere we had Tim and Moby, everywhere that I went to school. Tim and Moby, let's see. <laughs> Oh. Are the memories coming back? No, we didn't watch this, but I saw somebody, I, okay, T, so I saw somebody post this repeatedly, almost like a meme on Twitter, and I was like, what is this with the robot and the guy, and so then I looked it up, and I saw Tim and Moby, but I, I don't know who they are, but I remember looking it up. Yeah, they were kind of the, um, they were kind of, you know, they were tell they was teaching us the things the teachers didn't want to teach us, you know? Like, I'm looking on their page right now, um, on, like, the website for Brain Pop. Today's Brain Pop topic is a part hide, which is, like, we didn't learn Mm about -hmm. that Oh, in school. Not really. They were like, Nelson Mandela. <laughs> Just, you know, <laughs> they that's just all casually they were. mentioned his name during Black History Month, and I was like, okay. <laughs> But that's what I noticed in adulthood, like, looking back, is that usually if it was, like, a hard topic or a complex topic, teachers would just put on a video. They really would. They say, you're not going to catch me saying nothing <laughs> wrong. So watch this video. oh, do you remember, um, My <laughs> Friend Martin? Did you ever watch that movie? no. It was, like, Maybe. Maybe, in the but South, I, but when I don't I went know to if school you remember. in the South, every, like, Martin Luther's King's Day... They would play this movie in class. We wouldn't talk about Martin Luther King or anything, you know, substantial. Never. But they would pop this movie. It was basically about this black kid, and he has a white best friend. Um, and they go to this museum on Martin Luther King's Day, and they're, like, looking at stuff. I don't remember how we get there, but some at some point in this museum, they find a time machine. Okay. And the first time they go back in time, I think him and his white friend go back in time together. And they meet Martin Luther King playing baseball or something. Like when he's a kid. They meet Martin Luther King as a kid. Okay. And I don't think they know it's Martin Luther King at first. So they're just chatting him up. 
Like, yo, we, you know, we actually, uh, like, I don't know if we, fr- like, you know, it's like, you ain't from here, you know, like, they're talking, they're chatting or whatever. And then they find out that it's Martin Luther King. And I can't remember what they say to him, but they say something about how, like, he's good at baseball or something. And they basically say that he should pursue baseball instead of, <laughs> pursue- instead of being. Yeah, instead, instead of being, of being a racial life. leader yeah, instead of being a civil rights leader <laughs> and so they go back to their time or whatever I think it's just the kid I think it's just the black kid the black kid goes back to his time and everything's all fucked up because Martin Luther King decided to be a baseball player instead he's of... like wait <laughs> so he can't see his friend no more they go to segregated schools wow he goes to school with like all the black and brown kids and then his white friend don't even know him no more he's like uh he can't use the water fountain because that's for the white kids at their school to use the water fountain it's a whole thing and as a kid you're like damn Martin Luther King really yeah. did it all. He really t- no, they really had us believing that he did it all. Yes. They said there was no other black people, just Martin Luther King, Miss Rosa Ann Parks, and that was it. That was, was it. Nobody else. Nobody that else. Funny. Wow. No, we never watched that. <laughs> <laughs> I would remember that one. I wonder if how I wonder like how many things are different like between schools in different states because like when i went to school in the south like one thing that i had to unlearn when i got to the west was lattice multiplication do you know what lattice multiplication is i think i re- vaguely remember learning it it was like i don't have it basically it one, you make like, like a box like, yeah. let's say you're multiplying like 10 by 18 you'd make like a box you put 18 on the top you make 10 on the left and then you would just like I think you would multiply the one, like you would multiply the one and the it one, and the eight yeah. and the zero, and then you would just add it all together, and it would multiply the whole thing for you. Who last multiplication got me through many a test. <laughs> I, it did. It did. <laughs> I remember we learned lattice multiplication, but it wasn't like an Arizona thing. It was like mm. our teacher specifically. They weren't from Arizona, but they learned it, so they mm. taught it to us. And then I remember, I think it was like second grade or third, fourth. I, I don't remember. Whatever grade we <laughs> learned multiplication. I think you learned multiplication in third. Third. It was like third grade. And then I think it was like fifth, fourth or fifth grade. We were doing lattice multiplication because they said, show your work. Because so I was doing it. And my teacher was like, what is this? And I said, <laughs> it's, the, it's the lattice multiplication. And she was like, uh-uh, we don't do those boxes and all that kind of stuff. I was like, okay. Well, how am I supposed to do it then? <laughs> that is so funny because I had the exact same situation when I first moved to 29 Palms. That exact same thing happened to me. And I had this teacher who was rude as hell. His name was Mr. Brockman, which you already know. You already know. His name was Mr. Brockman. He t- he teached, taught, he taught. Oh my gosh, my mom is somewhere sighing. He taught, <laughs> <laughs> he taught fifth grade and then he had his wife in the next trailer who taught sixth grade and they was just a powerhouse they would send kids to each other when kids got in trouble it was rude it was a whole thing Mm-mm. this is the same teacher who told me that i could never be an artist because i won't make money being an artist which really depressed me as a child because you know i like to be drawing and i just was like right. well i guess there's no future for me <laughs> i guess Thank you, Mr. Brockman. Thank you. <laughs> but he saw me doing lattice multiplication, and he said, "Uh-uh, <laughs> you are not gonna do that because they are not gonna take your work if you if you show some lattice multiplication in your work." They really did not want you to be great. 
they never did. They were like, you got to do it the hard way because they're not going to accept you into college. You're going to flunk out of high school. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all because of this lattice multiplication, I'm going to flunk out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> did they ever teach you how to do like, there was like standardized note taking? Did they ever yes, teach you like, like the Cornell notes and yeah. that kind of stuff? <laughs> god no <laughs> i hated those and they're like you have to do those in college I'm, i have not done not a i've never notes. done cornell notes in college and my professors have never asked to look at my notes <laughs> i know they really was checking our notes and they were like this is going to prepare you I'm like for what who is they have time they got time to be checking our notes yeah foolish foolish <laughs> they really had they really had me thinking that college was just no joke I mean, it wasn't a joke, but they really just had me scared. I just think there should probably be like, and I know this would probably take, you know, so much money that we would have to funnel into education to make this happen. But I feel like most people know, like going into high school, whether they want to do like something that's math based, science based, English based, like they know what their strength is in school at that point. I feel like high school should be more like, you know, you choose the path you want to go down so that you're prepared for whatever major you're going to be doing in college if you're going to college. But it's not that way. They make you learn everything and then you get to college. And I haven't done a single math equation since freshman year. When I finished my qualitative reasoning, I packed that shit up. Everything I've ever learned about math, I packed that shit up and said, Kobe. Hi, <laughs> hey, you were done. You were done. That's the thing. Like, they really had me stressing out over these biology tests. I had not learned a, a thing that was biological in college. Like, I, uh, yeah. It really should have been a choose your own adventure type of thing, but they really did not want that to happen. They really didn't. Are you going to get a master's, do you think? I think so. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because, like, Spain is kind of my gap, gap year or years. I mm-hmm. don't know how long I'm going to be there. But, um... And the goal is to come back and get a master's in public administration. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll mm. see. Because I've been changing my mind about all kinds of stuff. Hmm. I think I'm going to wait. I haven't decided. I don't think I am. Because I want to go into film and stuff like that. Which people can get master's in film. I know that. Yeah. But I think yeah. I want to, like... I mean, in general, I want to work in entertainment media in some sense. So I think I want to try... And just apply for things and see where I can... Because I'm a person who learns better, like, doing. And so I feel like if I was at, like, a company or something, and then they were, like... I was, like, moving up the ranks, and then they were, like, oh, well, to have this role, you need a master's. Then I'd be, like, okay, now that I know what I'm going... What I'm gunning for, I will go back to school and get my master's, and I'll be back to apply for that job. (laughs) And I think that's smart. I'm going to get up because my computer's about to die, so I'm going to grab my treasure. But... I think that's smart because that's what I was thinking about with the master's in public administration. I was like, do I want to wait and see, like, if I even need it, you know? Right, because it's a lot of money. Because, like, it's a lot of money. And then they have this thing where, like, sometimes they won't accept you to places if you're overqualified. Right. So. Right. I've definitely applied to a job and been told, uh... We was just looking for like high school kids. 
literally, literally they're like, uh, uh, you got too, you gonna be asking us for a raise. You got too much here. dip on your chip. You need to get out of here. Exactly. We're like, we don't take that over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's like my fear because I don't want to be rolling up with the masters and they're like, we don't do that over here. You know? It's like, whoa. They're like, hey, like, relax. Back it up. <laughs> Because at the end of the day, I just need, I just need a check. Right. So. Right. I think for me, most of all, which I know that I need a job to be able to move somewhere, but I could work like a pretty like low paying job. And if I'm in a place that I like living around people that I like living around, I would be fine with that. That's Okay. So I had this like thought, I was like, what if I just became a flight attendant? Flight attendants, they don't make a whole lot of like they don't be like big balling like making all this money but like i could live and i could get a check and i could do all the things that i need to do and be okay and you know and then i could fly around the world Mm -hmm. and i don't know i just have this like syndrome of like my mom's like my daughter is going to be the greatest person to ever live and she's going to make all these changes in the world and she's just gonna be making hundreds of thousands of dollars and I'm like <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> i guess i have to do that <laughs> so i'm just like i feel that too i feel like i can make a job that doesn't have to i could do a job that doesn't have to make a lot of money and still mm-hmm. be happy right I feel I feel similarly to you in that because my mom immigrated to this country, <laughs> she just turns her nose up because she's like we, you know, risked yeah. a lot to get here, and you just want to mm-hmm. be a fry cook. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Help right. me understand. <laughs> exactly that, and it's like it's like she really takes it personally too. Like, it's like, especially, especially being black, because she's like, you're a black woman, and you already have to prove yourself, and you're already this statistic, you're already that, so you just need to be on top, and it's like, maybe I don't want to be on top, this is not America's desktop model, like, yeah, like, so, yeah, I feel that. Well, either way you slice it, we are done with one of the most annoying parts of academia and whether we continue with academia or not we can say that we did we finished that we did that we did that we did that yes and you know what else we did we finished the man cave segment we did that as well just winning we're just winning left and right nothing can stop we're doing it (laughs) i'm so happy that was so fun oh my god hey yo hey yo okay so we're gonna take a little breaky break um, and then when we come back, we will be back for Ask Your Dad, the titular segment of the show, when we'll give some advice. Welcome back to Ask Your Dad. We are here, ready to give some advice. Madeline, do you think that you are qualified? Am I qualified? To give advice. No? <laughs> That's okay. That's all uh, the qualifications. On a good day. On a good day, maybe. But No. <laughs> I just feel like I need to make like a, hold on, I'm about to take a swig of the Sunny D. Do you know where the Sunny D is from, Madeline? I do know where the Sunny D is from. That was a good time. <laughs> I gotta finish it before Wednesday, because otherwise it's going in the garbage. Um, I need to make like a, like a, 
don't know, like a advice training course for when new people are yeah. on the podcast, just to test their stuff. Because I'm not going to say who, <laughs> but I do think there have been people on the podcast before who gave not great advice. And afterwards, I was like, <laughs> that's just going to live on the internet, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> just going to stay up there. <laughs> and people don't be having common sense, so they just might listen. You know? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anywho, we're going to jump into some advice. Um, if you have any specific advice, uh, or a specific problem, I should say. I always say advice, but advice is the thing that you give, not the thing that you... You know what I mean? Anyway, <laughs> if you have any speci a specific problem that you have, you need help with, you can send in an email to our podcast at justaskyourdad at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Instagram which is ask your dad pod on Instagram. But we are getting into some Reddit advice today. Um, Madeline, would you like to start with just a basic advice question or a, am I the asshole advice question? Let's start with the basic one. Okay, 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 okay. Um, do you want to do something that's about family or something that's about a relationship? Relationships. Okay, 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 okay. This is the one I was talking about. All right. Um, I'm gonna call this person. I'm assuming this is a dude. I'm gonna call them um Jamie. 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 So Jamie says, I want to meet up with an old girl from high school. It's been five years in all caps, and I don't know why that made me laugh, but it's been five <laughs> years in all caps is so funny to me. I just, I don't know if it's because I'm a communication major, but just seeing the way that people choose, like what things people decide to emphasize <laughs> makes me laugh every time. <laughs> okay, I need some advice and it may seem silly and immature, but I don't know how to tackle it. I used to have this huge crush on a girl in high school. Like every boy and girl, there was always that one that got away when you were young. <laughs> Not the one that got away. <laughs> Not that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the situation is that it didn't end too well by graduation, but leading up to then, and gradually before, we were really good friends. I know she used to have a crush on me, and she knew about mine for her. Did y'all say this? Did you exchange words that you had crushes on each other? Or was this like, just a vibe? Know? Yeah. Maybe she just had something in her eye. Maybe she wasn't winking at you, you know? <laughs> maybe she was not like. Maybe she was looking at your homeboy. You don't know. Ooh. And that is how it usually be. When you have a crush on someone, there's like a 90% chance that they have a... That the reason why they're spending time with you is because they have a crush on somebody that in your clique. And not you. That happened to me. That <laughs> happened to me twice. I had to let go of her. I had to let go of her because she had too many homeboys. She was just who were fine. She was just she had some fine the... men oh, coming man. my way to get to her. I couldn't do that. <laughs> I could not do that. That is so funny. That is so funny. Okay. Um, I haven't spoke to her solo in years. Every time I see her at events, it's always warm and sweet, but nothing more than that. Not warm and sweet. I'm sorry that we're bullying you, Jamie. I'm sure that these what are, are really real emotions. <laughs> Jamie, what are those adjectives, though? It sounds like you're talking about some honey buns. Right, talk about some warm and sweet, uh-uh, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> oh, man. No. <laughs> uh-uh. She, re 
recently broke up with her two-year-long boyfriend and many of the boys in my respective age group. Wait, what? Oh, okay, wait, wait. I'll read that again. Okay. <laughs> she recently broke up with her two-year-long boyfriend and many of the boys in my respective age group have been trying to hit her up. Okay, okay. One of my good friends recently was seeing her more and more. He asked her out for a drink, and she replied saying that she wasn't looking to date anyone for a while due to the recent breakup. I want to see her just to catch up, nothing more. I've always thought she was really cool, outgoing, sweet, beautiful, and kind. You and these adjectives, Jamie. You like <laughs> this girl. You <laughs> like this girl. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jamie. Considering how it ended in high school, how do I even slide into speaking with her? Slide being in quotes. <laughs> the only time we ever chat is on her birthday or mine. This is a serious post, so anyone with similar experience or honest tips would be seriously appreciated. Thank you. Jamie, it sounds like you've been on Reddit before with a serious question and people have clowned you before. So you had to say, you had to say, please. He had to make the clarification. <laughs> oh, oh Jamie. Wow. What do you think about that? <laughs> Jamie, listen, listen. Uh, I just think Jamie, this these vibes, this back and forth, these ex exchanges of the looks, they they gotta stop. They gotta stop. You need to tell homegirl, look, I'm feeling you. You feeling me? Like what? What's the next move? Or you need to just you need to just I don't know. I just got to a point in life where I'm just like, for a long time, I was like, Jamie, I was like, I feel like homeboy is checking for me. And I'm checking for him. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna look at him a certain way, or I'm gonna like tap his shoulder a certain way. And he's just gonna know that I'm checking for him. But after a while, you just need to tell people straight up how you feel. Because mm -hmm. homegirl might be checking for somebody else. And then you're just wasting your time. So I just feel like, and especially if other homeboys are checking for her while you're checking for her, then you need to put yourself in line at the front of the line and be like, listen, it's been five years. That might be a little creepy, but I guess you could say five years. I've been looking at you a certain kind of way. Like, what's up? I know you're looking and at she's me, like, supposedly. Right, supposedly. And she <laughs> might be like, Jamie, yes. Like I've been wanting to go on a date with you for a while, or she might be like, Jamie, uh uh. And then right. you can move on and you could find somebody else. I feel like you should just be straight up. Right. Right. See, I I have trouble empath empathizing with straight people with this situation <laughs> just because as a queer man, most of the people who I had crushes on in high school were women who were unattainable. <laughs> Because that's the way it is. Or, <laughs> or guys who were not, you know, ready to step into it yet. Right? Right, right. Right? Right. And so sometimes I'd be getting those messages later down the line from people who are like, Herman, I had a crush on you all through high school. And I just couldn't say messages. it because I wasn't ready to come forth with my sexuality yet. Um, But... And you know this because I was in your room when one of these messages came. 
I usually I the people who were checking for you in high school were not the people you were checking for because that's, that's how it worked <laughs> that's really that's that's true <laughs> so it's very very possible that she was checking for did he say a name of this girl or did he just say a girl he, didn't. he just said a girl jamie we gonna call her jill it's very <laughs> possible that you was checking for jill and jill was looking at julio you know right you right. thought she was looking at you, Jamie, but she was looking at Julio. And now, this is years later, I'm assuming y'all live in a small town because everybody's still connected somehow and y'all see each other at events. Um, you have to be in a small town. I'm assuming that y'all all live in like the same city or have the same hometown and that's the events that you're speaking of. I would start, you know, skipping to a town over. A town <laughs> over, opening Tinder in a town out. over. Let's, 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 let's let go of Jill. Because as you did say, it has been five years. And if you haven't made a move in five years, unless you think that this is your future wife, I would recommend just letting it go. Looking for some new opportunities. (laughs) You never even dated dated and you're still checking for her five years later. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah, let it go. Let it go. To all the Jamies (laughs) in my life, let it go. I pro- I mean I tell you I have some Jamies mm-hmm. in my DMs mm-hmm. still to this day mm-hmm. talking about some back way back when let it go find your Jill in the next town in the I next promise town. you she's there for you in the next she's town she's there for you the percentage she's of people who end up with lo- their love from high school is not high it's not it really high. isn't and when it usually the people who do end up together are either they have a lot of scruples between the two of them. Or there's a baby involved. So, you know, if it hasn't happened by now, just branch out, Jamie. Branch (laughs) out. But he did say, you did say that you just want to reach out. If you genuinely just want to reach out and be friends and be, like, cool like you were in high school, then do that. But don't go in with the intentions of forming a relationship because it might not happen. Yeah, I don't even know if you should even reach. Are you really trying to just be friends? (laughs) Five years. Like five years is a long time. I don't think you try to be friends. I think you try to be friends with a little something, something. Right, because you, you definitely did not want to reach out until you heard that she was broken up with the other boy. Right, and he was talking about some warm and sweet. So <laughs> I, I don't think he just want to be sweet. friends. <laughs> oh man, that is so funny to me. Okay, wow. we're gonna move on. To the next one. I wish you the best, Jamie. Good luck, Jamie. <laughs> Good luck, Jamie. It's hard out here for for a simp. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we'll do... I think we'll do this one because it feels a little sassy, the title. Um, It's called Non-Contributing Family Members. Oh, damn, there is some background on this one. Um, Trying to see. We're just going to go with a non-binary name. If there's a non-binary name that comes to mind, Madeline, shout it out. And we'll give this person a name. Let's go. uh, Why can I not think of nothing right now? Alex. Alex. Love a good Alex. Okay. Alex. Alex says... Background. My parents have been separated since I was 12. I am 30 now. But I've remained friends, for lack of a better word. Oh, oh, the parents. 
Alex's parents have remained friends, for lack of a better word. My dad moved into a, a friend's basement while my mom stayed in our family house. Ooh. Was wow. times okay. tough? Your friends, Sounds <laughs> like tough. <laughs> my dad has always financially supported our family, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom and then job-hopped in my teen and adult years, struggled to hold a job. I moved out as soon as I could as I had a toxic relationship with my mom, which repaired our relationship. It usually does. My dad purchased a second home and lived there while still paying for the mortgage for our family home. My dad hit a rocky patch in his line of work, moved back in with my mom, and rented out his other house. Moved back in with your mom, but they divorced. (laughs) I know the house was was loud. (laughs) The current situation, my mom, dad, and adult brother all live in my childhood home together. Uh, my dad is the only one working parentheses as usual (laughs) (laughs) not as usual Uh -uh. and my mom and brother are collecting EI what is EI is that unemployment emotional intelligence oh what is EI I'm gonna type EI check I don't know cause I don't know what that is not the wifi being slow um ooh this sounds like okay. They Canadian. Okay, okay. I was like, I never heard of it's that. employment insurance. So I think it's just like unemployment here. Probably. So this sounds like uh you know quick gook. If I'm wrong, Alex, I'm sorry, but it sounds like you Canadian. <laughs> it's a <laughs> it's a toxic household, and none of them get along. My dad and brother have bad tempers, and my mom holds grudges, and is a very emotional person. I fear that once they sell the house and my mom and brother can no longer rely on my dad paying for their lifestyle, that they will come to me and my other brothers for handouts. None of us have a lot of money. We all get by with the jobs that we have and no real savings yet. Advice I need. I don't want it to get to a point where my mom and my brother are completely broke with nowhere to live so they come to me expecting more handouts. I can't speak to them about money therapy relationships because they are both emotionally charged and would take great offense to anything that I have to suggest. What should I do? Should I hire a therapist? A financial advisor? Both? And how can I get them to see a professional if they don't see themselves as as the problem or slash having the problem? I love my family and want to support them in any way that I can, but I will not enable them. That's a lot, Alex. It was loaded. <laughs> that loaded. was a whole lot. <laughs> uh, well, you at what point you said therapist, and I that's number one. <laughs> go get go get therapist. You you should get a therapist. You you cannot make anybody else get a therapist. <laughs> but it sounds uh-uh. like this is taking an emotional toll on you. So you should probably get a therapist so you could talk things right. out with somebody. Yeah, do that. Maybe you already have honestly. One. Maybe you have one, yeah. Well, I don't know. If they're asking for advice on Reddit, I don't know if they have one. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Tuka, tuka. Tweak them, tweak them. Very true. But... I just feel like... I I kind of do this, too, where I think about the worst possible scenario. Yep, yeah. And I feel like you're in that place right now, Alex, where you're like, well, if my dad's money falls through... And they can't fucking pay for themselves. It's going to end up on me or one of my brothers. And I don't want that to happen. I don't want to enable them. But you also, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? Mm 
You can't make a drink it. If they don't want to drink it. They just going they're just going to be thirsty. Right. They're and if you don't want to have to support your mother or your brother, that is fine. You can live in that. You don't have like, to. Hey, if things go to shit, I'm sorry, but you cannot stay in my house and I will not financially for, for support you. Or if you are staying in my house, you're going to have to pay rent or something like that. Exactly you know? that. You have to set boundaries because people are going to, um, if pe people, if people get the opportunity, they're going to walk all over you. That's mm -hmm. just, that's reality. So you got to set those boundaries for yourself. And I, I get how it's hard with your mom and your brother, like that's your family, but sometimes if, if family, family be the ones, right. the ones you got to set up the most boundaries with because mm -hmm. they're going to use that family car. They will use that family car till it runs dry. Literally. So. In my like yeah. family's like culture, it's like expected that um, when you get old enough to like live on your own, if your parents need help, you have to like support them because they raised you or whatever. That's like the yeah. way it is in Liberian culture. Like my mom talks about all the time how she doesn't want to grow old in America because the way that elderly are treated and like regarded in America versus how elderly are treated in um, like West Africa is like really different and she doesn't ever want to be put in like a home or anything. And I was like, mom, I would, I would never put you in a home, <laughs> you know? Right, right. <laughs> um, and so she wants to like fly back to Liberia when she retires because she don't even want to chance it. She don't even want to let us get the chance, <laughs> you know? She's like, y'all ain't gonna get the chance <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but it's also like a thing that you have to want to do. It's a cultural thing because the people over there want to take care of their parents when they get old. If you don't want to take care of your mom, then you have to put your foot down and be like, hey, just so you know, this is never a reality. <laughs> if you're living with me, there's either going to be a time, a time period for how long you're going to live with me, or you're going to also be contributing to rent in some way. And of course, that exactly. might be different if like your mom ends up being disabled in some way or there's some way where she can't work on her own. Like maybe you should be the one to support her in that case, but... Yeah, that's why it's hard because we have that same that same value in our family. Like, well, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> we, <laughs> it's it's incentivized right. to take care of your own, but not right. everybody, not everybody falls in line. But like for me, like. If my mom needed help, I'm gonna help her. Homegirl was a single mom who supported me all my life. But like, right. it's different because some people be growing up in toxic homes. So right. you're like, uh-uh, like, like growing up with you is like living hell. Then you know, right? You and you did, yeah. Alex did say that that um, their relationship with their mom was not the greatest growing up, which I think is adding to your stress of the possibility of having to live with her is that exactly. you don't want your relationship to go back to where it was. But I think the biggest things that you can do, because you can't stop your mother and your brother from being jobless <laughs> or from being, no. you can't really stop no. them from doing that. But the biggest thing you could do is just communicate and communicate often and be like, whenever this conversation comes up, be like, hey, this is not a reality that I want to live in. So I really want to help you like stay on your feet and stay about yourself because if things go to shit, it's, it's just going to be bad for everybody. So I really want you right. 
to be like, you know, maybe think about talking to somebody about like your emotions and stuff like that. Think about maybe talking to somebody about handling your money better and I can connect you with somebody. If you already have like somebody in your life or a professional that you know or a company that you know that does financial like, um, what is it? What is it? Uh, Advisement. (laughs) Yeah, financial advisement. Um, then just connect, doing the work for them. Because sometimes for people like that, because I'm like this sometimes and my family knows this, with certain things, like I don't like to look it up on my own. So if you really want me to do this thing, if you do the work for me, I'm it's I'm more likely to look at it than if I have to completely <laughs> do all the research on my own. I was like that with college. I was like that with college. I didn't really want to go to college. But once like people did a little bit of research and just was like, here are all the things you can do. I was like, okay. Let me do some more. Let's just do a little bit more typing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree. But also at the same time, I would still tell your family members your, like, establish your own capacity. Because Mm -hmm. for a long time, I was a people pleaser. And maybe in some ways I still am. But, like, if you are kind of like that, where you just don't like, I hate disappointing people. So if you hate disappointing people, and they're a- and somebody's able to manipulate you easily, then you need to establish your own capacity to be like, this is my, like, uh, like my, I only got so much funds in my bank account. Mm-hmm. I can't be doing all this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. I can help you do the research, do the interview, do all that kind of stuff. But I need to set up my own boundaries to be like, I- if I'm in a bind, if I put myself in a bind to help your bind, that we all just gonna be in the bind. We all bind. We and all bind. Nobody can help nobody. <laughs> and nobody can help nobody. So I need still I need to still be on top of my game in order mm-hmm. to be ha- able to help you, you know? Precisely. Well, I think that's where we'll leave you, Alex. I wish you the best. You know that's what like you need Alex. to do, baby. You know what you need to do. You already know. Okay. This one is just a really funny title, so that's why I wanna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna call this person um, Jerome. <laughs> Jerome, hey Jerome. Hey Jerome. Jerome asks, "Am I the asshole for being upset my girlfriend went skinny dipping with her coworkers?" This one's a little short. Um, they said they were at the beach for a birthday party. Lots of drinking involved. Around midnight, somebody suggested skinny dipping, so the five of them decided to go in the ocean naked. I was told it was dark, and she's pretty sure no one could see anything. Am I the asshole for being upset? Yeah! Yeah, you are, Jerome. Listen, because I I promise you, I promise you, I dare my partner to step to me and try to say, you do X, Y, and Z with your body. If I want to go skinny dipping, I'm going skinny dipping, Jerome. I'm going skinny dipping. Now, like, it's a situational kind of thing. Like, let's say... um. Like, if my ex was there or some guy who was checking for me was there, then maybe I might not go skinny dipping because then I'd be upset if they were going skinny dipping with some girls that were checking for them. But in just a general sense, uh uh-uh, you're not gonna, you don't own me. You don't own my body. If I want to go skinny dipping, I'm young. I'm 21 years old. I'm gonna go skinny dipping. Uh I also think, yeah, kind of on top of that. It is your girlfriend's body, so she can do what she wants with it. But especially if you guys have never had, like, a conversation. Like, this would be different if you, as a couple, sat down and you were like, here are our boundaries as a couple. Things that we are not comfortable with the other person doing. And you both agreed that skinny dipping is not it. 
getting naked in big groups. Let's just, let's not do it. It makes me uncomfortable. And you said that's what you want. And your partner was like, I can do that for you. I will not get naked in groups. And then she went out and got naked. I feel like that's one of the only scenarios, as well as if there was like people checking for her and you knew and she knew where you could be upset. Otherwise. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Jerome. We need some more context. Also, yeah, yeah tell the full story. Sometimes I feel like people be making the story short when they know they wrong. They want to keep it right. They want to keep it broad. So they're like, uh-uh, let me just give you a little taste. A little and taste. You let me know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was a fast one. Let's see. Let's see what else we got in here. Um, wait, what the hell? Okay, this one is interesting. I think you might have an opinion on this. Um, okay, this is a 27-year-old woman. Okay. I'm going to call her Dorothea. Dorothea? I want to give her a spunky name, Dorothea. <laughs> okay. I love that. Dorothea asks, will I be a godless godmother or not at all a godmother? Which is like, okay. what are we getting into, Dorothea? <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on? <laughs> okay. So Dorothea is 27, uh, and her friends who I'm assuming are married, are 28 and 34. A 28-year-old man and a 34-year-old woman. Um, they're having a kid, the friends. Um, she is due in November, and the guy is my best friend since we were in first grade. Way back when they were trying, before they even knew they were having a child, he asked me if I would be the godmother to his kids, if and when. I was delighted, of course, because it's such an honor, and I just know I'll love these kids. And he's like a brother to me, and I'll be an auntie, and I'm really excited. Here, pause, brief intermission. You think, because I wonder this all the time. Because on TV, I hear people say aunt. Is auntie like a people of color thing? Do white people say aunt? Or are there white people that say auntie? Is this like a bi-family thing? Is this a cultural thing? I wonder. Um, I hear white people say, uh, like, I'm trying to think of a white person auntie name. Like my aunt Kathy. Mm-hmm. Aunt Kathy. Mm-hmm. I don't. Well, I don't really know because I actually grew up saying TT, like my TT right. this, my TT right. that. And like maybe if I'm mentioning it to somebody else, I'll be like my auntie. Mm-hmm. But I think white people just say aunt or aunt. Mm-hmm. Aunt. Okay. That sounds like a aunt. Yes. Have you seen that commercial? There's this commercial. I think it's on Hulu of these this couple and they just moved into a house and they're like they're like yeah the house is so great but we have ants and you think it's like ants and then like a like an older lady walks into the room and she's like where did you get this tile (laughs) (laughs) no i never seen that it cracks me up every time because somehow i forget the joke every time and then when the ant walks in i'm like (laughs) (laughs) that is funny oh man Anyway, back to back to Dorothy's <laughs> issue. Hey, Dorothy. Last time we hung out, he mentioned in passing that I should make sure I'm confirmed in the Catholic faith by the time the baby is born. I thought he meant it as a joke, but I have not even been baptized. I said as much. I said as much, and he basically said, "Oh, well, then you have to be baptized and be confirmed before the baby is baptized." He even offered to delay the child's baptism to allow me time to complete the necessary rituals. rituals. I don't want to be a Catholic. I guess if it was just paperwork and a small fee, I'd do it for him. 
But, like, apparently I'm supposed to go to some kind of course. There are ceremonies and stuff to learn. And if nothing else, it seems like a huge time commitment for a faith I don't really have. I'm all for it if he wants to be religious. I respect that, but it's just not me. He's been very cool up till now about my atheism, but now it seems that he expects me to do it. And I'm here thinking, even if I were ready to do all that, would they let me in? With What with me being transgender and all. Ooh, plot twist, Dorothea. Didn't know that. So I'm wondering what I should do. I'm pretty sure I need to talk to him about this stuff, but I wouldn't know what to say. Damn. But girl, I feel like you could say exactly what you said in this Reddit message. I feel like no? you really just laid it all out. <laughs> like, copy and paste, Dorothea. Because, honestly, yeah, what you said makes sense. And if this is your best friend since childhood, I, I can't imagine him not understanding. They have position. to be understanding. Because if he's your best friend since childhood, hold on, let me make sure I read that right. Let me make sure I read that right. Um, since we were in first grade, if he's been your best friend since first grade, he is very aware that you're a trans, right? And he's very aware. Right. Hopefully, on top of that, he's very aware that the transgender experience comes with some wariness, both from the person and from the church in some cases. And so unless you're at a very, very open and accepting Catholic church, which those exist um there is a little bit of a danger in like especially if this is not your faith for you to be like stepping in and going through all of these hurdles to be this baby's godmother which literally i did not know that being a godparent meant all that stuff until i came it to college doesn't. no because okay this is the thing i have two sets of godparents mm-hmm. one got set one set that like i actually like was through the church like we did the whole ritual or whatever mm-hmm. and then the other set was just my mom's best friend in college and she mm-hmm. said you want to be the god mom sure you're the god and it was that it was just right. that and she's my god mom so like i don't i think your friend is a little misunderstood like <laughs> the godparent thing is not that formal of a process it doesn't have to i be. know yeah it doesn't yeah have to be. And I feel like your friend can be accommodating, especially with your, like, your identity and your lived experience as a trans person. Like, no, don't step up in the... And on top of all that, you're atheist. So I feel like it's just, from all different angles, let's just not... Right! Like, it don't make no sense, is what it... It don't. Because that's weird to me that he would be willing to, like... (laughs) Willing to guide this atheist into the Catholic Church. Just so that you could be his child. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Honestly, check your friend and just be like, listen, that's not going to work. I'd love to be the godparent, mm-hmm. but that's that's not going to work. Hopefully this is not his way of trying to like sneakily get you to be I a believer. Loki thinking that, I was like, ooh, I hope your friends will try to do some conversion type stuff. Yeah, because that's that a little sneaky right. and weird and I don't <laughs> like it. Oh my gosh, I don't know if I told you this story. There's this kid. I can't say I can't say much more. Because you might know him. <laughs> oh I can't no. say much more. But my freshman year I was going into the laundry room just to wash my clothes, you know? Um this is when Bojack Horseman was really popular and people were trying to get me to watch it. So I was watching Bojack Horseman on my phone, waiting for my clothes to be done in the dryer. Mm-hmm. And my clothes finished in the dryer and I'm putting my clothes in my dryer. And this kid walks up, he's like, hey, can I use that dryer after you? 
And I was like, oh, yeah, all the other dryers are full, so that's totally fine. Um, or washer. It was a washer. He was like, I'm remembering the layout of the Tinsley laundry room. <laughs> I was putting clothes in, in from the washer into my bin so I could move it to the dryer. He was like, can I use that washer after you? Because all the other washers are full. I was like, sure, yeah, no worries, King. Like, go for it or whatever. So I think the conversation is going to end after that. I'm moving my clothes. He's like, what's your name? I was like, Herman. <laughs> you know? And I'm thinking yeah. I'm just going to... We were just going to exchange names and keep it pushing. He was right. like, do you believe in God? Oh, no. <laughs> and okay. I was like, I mean, I was like, yeah, in a way. And he was like, what do you mean in a way? And I was like, I mean, my parents are Lutheran. And he was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. But are you Lutheran? And I was like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm spiritual. I feel like I believe in God. But I'm just not the biggest fan of organized religion. It makes me really nervous. And he was like, oh, yeah. tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. Tell me why. And I was like, <laughs> about you. <laughs> and he was like, here, I'm just going to put my number in your phone. And then <laughs> you can text me if you're you wrong. And we can go to church together. He was like, I go to like a different church every Sunday. So like, I'm sure like we'll find one that fits or something like that. And I was like, Woo! <laughs> I tell you, the people on this campus. Baby, sneaky. Mm -hmm. I be walking to go get a bagel. And have you ever been stopped by those? Babies? Yes, yes. Um, freshman year, especially. For the surveys. Freshman the year, surveys. especially, I would get stopped so often. And they would be like, Do you think you're going to hell? Yes. <laughs> and, and then what would really piss me off is I'm like, the person would be wearing a backpack. It'd be just like a regular looking girl wearing a backpack. And she would be like, Hey, I'm doing a survey for a class. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I'm gonna help this girl out, help her. Do right, this I know how hard it is class. to get some statistics for your project. I know right. how hard it can be. I know how hard it can be. So I was like, Oh yeah, for sure, girl. What's up? And then she's just like, If you die today, do you think you're going to heaven? Or are you going to hell? I'm like, Hi. Oh, man. <laughs> This is just what class is this? Like, what <laughs> class is this for? And I was sitting there, and like, I I am Christian. Like, I I was fortunate enough to get like a good experience. I don't I don't like abide by organized religion either. I, I don't like it. Um, sorry, mom, but I don't. Um, but like, I like am a spiritual person, so I was like, I mean, I believe like I. I think I'd have a good experience after in the afterlife, but like I also I don't know I have I have feelings, but I'm not gonna go into that with you. Right. And she's just like, she's just like, oh, that's interesting. She's like, do you go to church? And I'm like, yeah, I, I do go to a church up here. And she's like, wow, well, um, you have a blessed day, and you know God loves you. And do you know do you know the way to get into? And I'm like, girl, I need to go get this bagel. And I'm gonna just, go get my bagel. Like, yeah and i'm just i was just like so caught off guard so now every time i see those people and they're like ask me about a survey i'm like uh-uh. And it could actually be a real survey they ruined it for everybody for <laughs> everyone for real those... surveys. and i'm like no no like uh, uh keep it pushing <laughs> i'm not trying to be triggered today <laughs> no that really caught me off guard i did not like that <laughs> But back to Dorothea, sorry. Sorry we keep on getting on tangents, Oh, Dorothea. I'm so we really sorry, Dorothea, I forgot. <laughs> but I think we, we said are. everything that we needed to say. You need to really just talk to him and make it yeah, very plain I... that, like, when you accepted the role of godmother, you just thought that this was just going to be a colloquial term, you know? Like, you was just going to be like, 
you know, a, a second parent for this for this child, and you was gonna be there like through growing up. You didn't know you was consigning, <laughs> becoming Catholic just to just to be a part of this child's life. And you could be like, yo, if you wanted that specific experience, you could totally ask someone else. I don't know if you feel that way, right. but I'm assuming you would no, feel that I agree. way. <laughs> Yeah, like if you, I would ask your friend, like, what are you trying? What is my role as a godparent? Because mm-hmm. if you're trying to have it be a religious, religious experience, then I'm not the one. I cannot give that just, to your child. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> but if you just want like a person that could help foster into your kid, and like it takes a village. If you want me to be a part of the village, then like let like yeah, for sure, sign mm-hmm. me up. But just. Ask them what they're looking for and then tell, just copy and paste, Dorothea. You really mm-hmm. just laid it out already for all of us. But. Mm-hmm. I hope, I, I can't imagine a world where he doesn't understand. And if he doesn't understand, there's some other problems that was not <laughs> this, talked about in this. <laughs> then we gonna need some more context. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we should do one more. And I want to end on something spicy. Ooh, I love spicy. Okay. But I don't know... If any of the stuff we have left that I saved is going to be spicy. So it almost makes me want to go back in the tag. But I'm not sure. Um, This one is just kind of petty. So if it isn't as spicy as I want, maybe we will end on it. Because it just seems a little petty. <laughs> I'm going to call them Milo. And Milo says, am I the asshole for being mad at my friends for not watching a show, even though they rushed me to come home from work early to watch it with them? (laughs) Wait, Milo. (laughs) So they rushed you to come home from work to watch a show and then they didn't want to watch it with you? Mm Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. I'm about to read it. Okay. Long story short, my two friends decided to play on a TV night, but unfortunately, I was at work so I couldn't make it. They wanted me to see if I could get off early. They just trying to mess with your bag? What kind of TV show y'all watching? Yeah, I don't appreciate that at all. <laughs> they wanted me to see if I could get off early so I could watch the show with them. This is a show that we all enjoy. Girl, y'all ain't got a DVR. <laughs> right, they could have saved it. They could have do nothing, huh? I was able to convince my manager to let me out early with a BS excuse so I could hang out with my friends. This sounds like some hood rat shit, to be honest. Like, actually kind of cute if you actually watch the show. When I arrived to my friend's apartment, we all set up our three-hour show. Three-hour yes. show? That's not like a movie, not a show. And expressed our excitement for it. For the three hours that we were watching the show, I was the only one who paid any attention. Damn. I turned my phone off, Apple Watch off, etc. On the other hand, my friends were completely glued to their phones the whole show and couldn't remember a single thing that happened when I asked them about it. Aside from this, Uh -uh. there was little to no discussion, and I just felt disrespected the entire time. I told them it was super disrespectful to invite me over and then not even engage with me while I was there, which was something that they did not understand. I was very hurt by this and left the apartment, not having texted my friends since a few days ago. Ooh. Am I the asshole for feeling this type of way toward my friends? Listen, listen, Milo. Uh Uh-uh. I've been there. I've been there. Uh, Not the specific situation, but I've been there where I get mad at my friends over something that seems petty. But the, you know, the petty is the tip, right? There's an iceberg underneath of why I'm upset. But because the situation itself is so petty, people don't take it seriously, right? 
Right. Right. And they think you're overreacting. Right. But the iceberg, baby, the iceberg, <laughs> the iceberg <laughs> is the fact that you left work, right? You left work early. You messed up your bag to hang out with these people. And not only did they not pay attention to the show, they didn't pay attention to you. Exactly. They didn't value your time. And then to think that now it sounds like, I mean, now I'm adding context, but it sounds like you haven't talked to them for a couple of days. Maybe like you have an attitude, obviously. Right. And maybe they have an attitude because you haven't talked to them. But like they should have been reaching out. I wish my friends would ask me to come home from work to watch something, not pay attention. Now I got an attitude and now you got an attitude with me because I rightfully have an attitude. No. Mm -mm. Yeah, I'm, you're not, no. I'm glad that I read this because I'm the type of person because I'm so like media based and my love language is quality time. So I'm in the same way where if we plan time to like watch something or play a game and people aren't engaged in the game or the thing we're watching, it really irks me because this is no, like, this way. is my love language. <laughs> you're telling me you don't love me <laughs> because you're not engaged in what we are doing right now. <laughs> Literally same, same. I hate if I plan something, if you're on your phone, if you're checking for something else, if you're like, but oh my, that irks me because not only are we like having quality time, but I probably have spent time like in like setting this up. Like usually mm -hmm. I spend, I'm a planner. So I'm like, maybe I plan like we're gonna watch this movie and we're gonna like eat this food and we're gonna play these games. And I'm like so excited in the planning stages for us to have this good experience. Right. And then you just took away that good experience. And I don't appreciate that. You just snatched it. You He's snatched it away. away. It's gone. I know the vibe. Yeah. I know this exact. Woo! I don't think you're the <laughs> asshole, Milo. No, you're not. I don't you're think not. you're the asshole, but there are some things that can go down in the next couple of weeks where you could be, you could be labeled the asshole even though you are right to be mad. And that's where the tricky thing is because it just sucks. When you get in a fight with a friend, sometimes even when you're right, you have to like extend the olive branch if you want to keep that friendship and i've had See, to I'm too time petty. and time again i'm t i'm petty too but i also am like i get so annoyed when like the situation has not been discussed so if somebody doesn't reach after out to me after a certain amount of time i'm just going i'm gonna either send you a whole email with my thoughts or i'm gonna be like <laughs> we need to meet up to talk so i could tell you my thoughts but i'm right. also like it's the cancer in me. I am very easily emotionally manipulated. Are we both cancers? I'm a cancer rising. Oh, yeah. I'm an Aries. So I'm mad first. And then later, right. when you come back to me, I'm like, oh, you know. Um, but yeah. I can be very easily emotionally, emotionally manipulated and then downplay how I felt about a situation. So I think you've already oh done God, a really great step and that you wrote down in this Reddit post exactly what you're upset about. So I would just say when you go back to talk to your friends about the situation, reread this. Reread why you're upset so that you don't get like elbowed into just being okay with whatever the situation is. You can say, hey, I'm fine if we move past this, but I want you to know this is exactly what I was mad about. This is exactly what that's, I'm upset about, and you need to know that's what I'm upset about because I'm not budging on those feelings because those were real feelings. That's good advice. Yeah, definitely write it down because I'm the same way. I like downplay my feelings 
Or honestly, like really, if like the pettiness, maybe try not to sit in it too long. I literally didn't talk to my best friend for like a year because we, mm. were, like, we were stuck in some petty drama. <laughs> it wasn't even really drama. It just we weren't talking to each other. We didn't really know why. And none of us wanted to extend the olive branch. So definitely mm. like come in and just if you want to keep your friends and they're just being petty about the situation then maybe just definitely communicate that. But that's good advice. Definitely write down what you're frustrated about so they can't be like, well, I just think you're overreacting. Because I hate, I hate when somebody tells me I'm overreacting because now you're telling me my feelings are not valid and I don't appreciate that. Right. I think you're right too, though. Like, sometimes you just have to let it go and that fucking sucks, but sometimes you do for, like, the benefit of the friendship. Um, In one of my communication classes, we talked about I think it was my group communication class. We talked about like the 24 hour rule. No, this was in Gabaldon. This was a rule that we had in Gabaldon. We had that too. We had a 48 hour rule. I think, yeah, yeah. It was either 24 or 48 hours. It was like, if you're pissed at somebody about something and it's not brought up within like 48 hours or 24 hours, I feel like 24 hours for like a petty problem is a cool standard than 48 hours for something a little bit bigger, more complex that you have to process the emotions um yeah to just leave it if you if you care about the relationship and then in the context of what we're talking about is a working relationship so it has to work regardless <laughs> regardless of your feelings then you just let it go yeah that's what we had they're like if you're still mad about it then talk it out if not then just let it go just let it go but i think that you deserve to have a conversation with these people milo um, about how you're feeling i think you did too i think it's still within the same time especially if you guys haven't talked yet i feel like you it would be reasonable to bring it up. But you're definitely not an asshole. Mm-hmm. Period. Not an asshole at all. Well, that is all for our advice segment today. I hope we gave y'all a nice juicy advice segment that you enjoyed. And of course, if, so if if you personally had something that you wanted to, uh, you need help with in your life, don't be afraid. You know, we're not scary. We roast people, but I will never roast somebody who sends an email. I roast some people on Reddit because sometimes I'd be forgetting to share um, the link to the podcast and the Reddit post. And so there is a little bit of anonymity in that process. But I would never <laughs> roast I would never roast somebody who sent in an email. I try to be nice to y'all because it's, it takes a lot to ask for advice. It's hard it sometimes. It's you know? But we're going to take yeah. another little break. And then when we come back, we're going to do Daddy of the Day. Love that. I know you. And I know when you were like six, seven, eight, and you saw those Bratz commercials on TV, you, you know, you, a shiver went down your spine because you have a passion for fashion. You love to accessorize. You love to look cute. And summer is quickly approaching. So I feel like the, the want to look cute is even stronger than ever. I think I have a place that will set you up quite nicely with the accessories that you need. And that place is called Glam Factory. You can check them out at goglamfactory.bigcartel.com. And they got sunglasses. They got lip glossies. They got hair clips. Zodiac sign hair clips even. It's, you know, it's it's the number one spot, you know, to get what you need. Just cute little, cute little accessories for the summertime. And it's pretty cheap. It's accessible, cute looks to really, you know, bring the outfit together. So again, you can go to goglamfactory.bigcartel.com and after checkout, you can type in 
Herman J for 15% off of your purchase. And you know, I shouldn't, you know, I, I shouldn't do this, but because I love you and because I see you and know what you need, you could even follow them at shop underscore glam factory on Instagram because sometimes they have some sales that are a little bigger than 15%, if you know what I'm saying. You, did you hear that? I just fumbled my bag so that you could get into yours. Get into it. Go glamfactory.bigcartel.com. Check them out. All right, we're back with Daddy of the Day. You know, a classic segment. Classic. Uh, timeless, even. <laughs> I'm laughing because... <laughs> I always say that this is my favorite segment of the podcast, but it's literally because this segment didn't start until, like, two months into me making the podcast, but this was, like, the first thing that I wanted in a podcast. <laughs> Was like a, like a hotties of the hour, daddy of the day segment where we just talk I about love that. We're attracted to or we think are cool. And then I was like, I can't build a whole podcast off of that. And then I made Ask Your Dad. And then I was like, daddy of the day. We found a way to slip it in there. And so it just makes it me. It works. It just makes me giggle. It works. It's on brand. That's what yeah. I love about it. It's yeah. really on brand. <laughs> um, so would you like to say yours first? Or shall I? I don't know how many you have, so I don't know if you want to oscillate. I have three. <laughs> okay, um, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I guess I'll start with my my partner, my boo thing. Ooh. Carlos Lopez, let me shout him out. Ew, ew, um, ew. Yeah, he gets on my last nerve, but he do be fine, so yeah. You gotta love him. That's one of my daddies of the day. <laughs> a king. A true king. <laughs> a short king, but a king. <laughs> a short king, but a king all the same. Oh my gosh, perfect transition. Because my first daddy is also a short king. Hold on. Let me make sure I'm saying this man's name right. Let me give him the credit he deserves. This man <laughs> is standing at a smooth 5'2", I think. That five is how three. tall Carlos is. Maybe five Carlos three. Is five two. But he has big man energy. He has a he has the oh. energy of a taller man than he is. I didn't know he was short until he said he was short. He know how to angle the camera. That's all I'm gonna say. He's on TikTok. His name is Steven Tongvo. And he you would probably know him. Um, you as in Madeline and you as in the audience, because I feel like maybe he's just on my for you page all the time, but I feel like he might be on everybody's. He's this Asian guy and he has this deep ass voice. Wait, I think has, I know who you're talking about. You know who about. I'm talking about? That's, that's who I was going to choose, but I couldn't remember his name. Oh, well, well I'm glad we're together because we could stand him together. See, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he comes up on my for you page, I'm, I'm like, like hey. ooh. <laughs> he's just like, Wow. <laughs> I didn't expect to feel like this while scrolling through TikTok. I didn't know he was that short. He does know how to angle a camera. He know how to angle a camera. He really do. He has a... Somebody said... Be, go ahead. Is he the one who be saying, like... um, Doesn't he be doing the, like, hey... Like, the mama, kind of, like, talk... Honey, like, hey, mama. He be saying, hey, mama. And you I'm got like, it, mama. You got yeah. it. He'd be doing stuff like mm -hmm. that. And I'm just like, ooh, this is too much. <laughs> this is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> on the timeline. 
Yeah. You're not even talking to me, and I'm still titillated. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to give him some props that he deserves because he be doing it. He really be doing He, it. he do. He definitely And he got, do. he got a lot of followers on the Instagram. I feel like it's nothing but up. See, I gotta when people of color pop up on pop off on TikTok, I really gotta give them their credits because TikTok really be giving the white people all kinds of platforms and don't be giving the black and brown people as money. But I don't be even really seeing them on my For You page. Like, Who that's the white what I'm people? like, how did they The popular get... white people. I never see them on my TikTok, on my... I never. Because they know. I never. They know that I will swipe right past. They do. TikTok done figured me out <laughs> because they're like, uh-uh, she don't care about these people. there is one, though. There is one that I think that is attractive, but I am worried. You know, you know, the white socialites, I just, I worry about them. I worry about getting engaged in them. He's, what is his name? I think he dating one of the girls. Um, Not what one he of look the girls. like. I'm gonna Google TikTok men and see if he pops up. <laughs> TikTok men. TikTok. Not the fucking, not that. Okay, Google image search is not the way to find out what I'm looking for, clearly. Um... Top 23 TikTok influenced male TikTok influencers. Not Jacob Sartorius. Not Cameron Is Dallas. he relevant? Y'all just That's that's hopped old. over from Vine and YouTube over to TikTok, didn't you? Right. Um Yeah, yeah, I'm just not gonna find his name. Y'all know who I'm talking about. The white boy, the cute one who is The dating is he one dating one of the girls? He's dating One of the I don't know if it's Addison the Ray whatever's. or if it's one of the other ones. He dating one of them. I think I know who you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? I think that he is quite charming Yeah. looking, but I know that he probably up to no good, so I keep my distance. Mm -mm. I can't be trusting. I can't be trusting <laughs> it. Uh uh. I can't I can't be trusting do that. him. Do you have another <laughs> daddy of the day? um. Yes. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I'm kind of skeptical because I don't be really like checking for the beauty gurus like that because they're kind of scary. Mm hmm Because you true. know some. They be coming up with the with the scandals, Mm hmm But I just love, like, Bretman Rock with Ah, his new hair I love and him. his new vibe. He is just so cute. Yes. Like, he really, he is a baddie. He be showing up on my For You page, and I'm like, yes, like, let's go. And I just, I was never really checking for him, but I was like, he is cute with his little hair wisping and stuff and all that kind of stuff. Mm So, hmm. yeah, that's one of my And he's like built too. He is. I've been. I noticed that. He's I looking, think it's a new development. looking I think it's very a Corey brolic development. these days. Very He has muscular. been. Muscular. I'm like, okay, he been in the gym. He's a little king. Little king. I support him as well. I support him as well. Um, this is a person, my next daddy is someone who I did not ever think that I would be giving daddy of the day to. But. I don't know if you've watched um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes, I have. You have from start to finish? Mm-hmm. Okay. Spoiler warning. Just stop listening to the episode. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't know how long this is going to last. Put it here. <laughs> if you have not seen um, the rest of Falcon and the Winter Soldier and you'd like to, sayonara. Here's your goodbye, your early goodbye. Hope you enjoyed the episode next week. <laughs> I just thought... I had my gripes with Falcon and the Winter Soldier in the beginning, because I think some of the dialogue was a little, a little It not wasn't great. hitting. It wasn't hitting. No, it wasn't I was like, hitting. I get the message, 
but I don't think these characters would talk about this issue in this way. And it feels like you're trying to talk about an issue without talking about an issue. And it was just sloppy. It was a sloppy way to address these issues. Like, if you want to address, like, these issues. Like, they were talking about some real deep-rooted issues. Yes. Like, racial issues. And it's like, the way they would talk about it was just kind of like, like, it was almost like a Grey's Anatomy, Grey's Anatomy, like Shonda Rhimes type of thing. Where mm-hmm. it's like, we're going to dedicate an episode. Right. Talk about right. X, Y, and Z. And then we're going to all be happy together at the end. Right, right, right. Yeah. The scene, there's a scene early in the season where here's, here's a, here's a little tidbit screenwriters around the world. The, those little scenes where a black person almost gets arrested. Or it's almost has to out. do with caps. It's not fun anymore. It's played it's out. It's not fun anymore. I remember the first time that I decided I was done with that type of scene. I don't know if you ever watched Queen Sugar. Did you ever watch Queen Sugar? No. Queen Sugar is just basically about this black family that owns a farm. Well, their dad owns this farm and then he passes away. And so all the siblings are like dysfunctional and they have to come back together to keep this farm going. Um... One of the one of the daughters of the farmer, her son gets pulled over by the cops in one scene, and he gets pulled over on like the highway, and the music gets all tense, and the camera angles is all dramatic. I was like, let's not do this anymore, because <laughs> you guys are I'm playing dead. with black trauma in a way that I would like to not be a part of anymore. Right. And this show it's... did a scene like that as well. With they did with Winter Soldier and. Um, and Falcon, and they're in an argument in the street, and the cop comes and is like, what's going on here? Is he bothering you? What the hell? Let's just not. <laughs> and it was so out of the blue. Like, literally, I... Marvel, stay in your lane. You read yes. about superhero sci-fi, <laughs> yes. that kind of stay in that lane. Yes. We don't need to go into the trauma and all that kind of stuff. We get that. I, get, I can walk outside and get that. I don't mm-hmm. need to get that on Marvel. Like... That was, I didn't like that. And I know, I get it because, sadly, we have to do things like this for people who aren't persecuted, people who don't, aren't part of these communities to be like, oh, even the fucking Falcon would get racially profiled. That's crazy (laughs) for them to be like, wow, this is like a big deal. Right. But for the rest of us, we just really don't need it. And if you're going to do it, at least write the scene well. Make the scene. Do it right. Do it well, at least. Because the thing was, that whole scene felt so rushed. It was Mm -hmm. just like a random spur of the moment. White cops come out of nowhere in this all-black neighborhood. Right. And just talking about, is he bothering you? It just doesn't make any sense. It don't make sense. And then as soon as he's like, do you know, the white guy comes in, do you know who this guy is? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the Falcon. Like, <laughs> like, it was so rushed. I did not like yeah. that. But I think a character that they did write really well, it almost sounds like I'm making somebody my daddy of the day who was not intended. We'll get to you, Anthony Mackie. We'll get to why I'm making you daddy of the day. <laughs> but the, um, I think his name is, the character's name is Eli- uh, Isaiah. Isaiah something and he's like the first black Captain America and he's very like I think that character was written so well because I I can see real old black men who served their time in the military behaving the way that he behaved and he's dropping gems and he's distrustful of the government and distrustful of this whole superhero thing and it that was written really well them introducing that character was a great move I think 
which builds on I like that yeah which builds on because he's talking to sam throughout this whole this whole thing and then by the end sam is like empowered to speak out in this like on the news after saving all these people and he's captain america now and he speaks out on all this fucking structural shit that needs to be fixed which i thought was so well it's done so well because I was rooting for the villain this entire show. I'm gonna be honest. The villain the entire show. Carly knew. Was Carly was about that. that life. Carly she said. Was about that life. Here is the world we want, and here is how we are going to get it. I got men on the ground, and we all have the same ideals. We are one team, and we are gonna break <laughs> these borders back down, baby. <laughs> And she was like, no, what really had me is she was like, are you ready to die for this? Are you ready to die? And they were not ready to die, but Carly was ready. Carly was she ready. She was up and she ready. said it multiple times. She was like, if we die, our cause will live on. I said, whoa. I said, Carly starting a movement. She's starting a movement. I loved her character. I was so mad when she was, when she was killed. Spoiler she really didn't need but, to be killed, um, I think. I think they only killed her because that. her character, which actually it's a plus and a minus, because I think in a lot of shows like where they have a strong female villain who's right, they will make her crazy in the end to justify her losing. Like they did that with Azula in Avatar The Last Airbender. They did that in, spoiler alert, Game of Thrones with Daenerys' character. And so I was really scared they were going to do that with Carly because Carly was getting real snappy. In the last couple of episodes. She was. In her, they were looking at her sideways. <laughs> they were like, girl, you need to relax. And so I thought yeah. that, like, in the last episode or so, she was going to just have, like, a crazy rant and be pulling her hair out. And her hair was going to be all wild, all Afro-textured oh, no. and crazy. And she was just going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, so really not Carly. I'm really glad she died still standing for what she believed in. But anyway. Yeah. Sam has that great speech in the end. And he's like, she was right about a lot of shit. Y'all not just gonna kill her and because she's dead, we just gonna move on and pretend that none of the shit that she was talking was correct because some of it was correct. And it, I just thought that was a well-performed scene. And so I'm giving Anthony Mackie his props for wrapping up Falcon the Winter Soldier in a pretty bow. And I think his costume looks good. And I think he really sold being the new Captain America. I'm excited for him. I love Anthony Mackie, but okay, T, I'm popping opinion. Ooh, get in there. <laughs> I, it's because at one point, Isaiah, I think his name, last name was like Ward or something. Isaiah something, the old black guy. Mm -hmm. He was like any black Bradley, man, Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley, mm -hmm. yes. Okay, he was like any black man would be foolish to wear those stars and stripes or to be Captain America. And I, I that's why I loved his character because I was like, yes yes that is that is it like we don't need because i was kind of iffy about the black captain america thing mm -hmm. i was like ah, america slaves ah. i was like i don't yeah. know yeah. <laughs> and so then i really thought but then i was kind of scared because i was like but then they're gonna make the white i was like are they are they checking to get buck make bucky captain america i, I don't really, <laughs> i don't really want that either right right i'm not checking for that and so I was like, he was the better option, obviously. But then it's like, I don't know. I, I kind of didn't like that because when once he said that about, like, how a black man, like, you know, I don't know. I just didn't like it. Like, at the same time, at one point, Sam was like, you know, we built this country. 
and so why wouldn't I want to fight for it? Mm-hmm. So then that kind of was like, okay, maybe, maybe that. Maybe. <laughs> but I don't know. It just, it it wrapped up in too pretty of a bow. For right. Me. I think that's what it was. Because it's like, like, not that we're trying to go for realism, you know, because it's, it's supposed to be you a sci-fi what? world. You know what? Is this is making me remember? I was thinking that Sam was like, I'm Captain America and I'm going to do this superhero thing my way and I'm going to be the Captain America I want to be. But one of the fucking congressmen or whatever runs up to him and is like, hey, we need your help with this, this, and this. And he's like, I got it. And he was like, I got it. No no questions asked. That bothered me. Zoom. Because I was like, Sam, now you know that these people were trying to kill this girl over here who was just trying to free her people. Right. And and then as soon as some white man steps to you and says, we need you to go do this, that, or the other, you, you going to do it? I did not like that. Right. That's true. That's a good point. So, I don't know. I have mixed feelings. <laughs> That's a good point. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give more props to Anthony Mackie then because he really sold me the dream for a moment. I lost myself, and that's good acting. <laughs> that was some good acting for a minute. For a minute, I was like, look at him stepping up to these Congress yes. world leaders. Yes, but then but he just then I... turns around and follows what they tell him to do anyway. <laughs> as soon as as soon as he got the opportunity, he just turned around, and followed. I was like, now. Anthony. <laughs> so if they unpack that, because he's going to be in Captain America 4, right. if they unpack that more, because it's the same writers I've heard, or the lead oh. writer is the same lead writer, and one of the writers from the show is also going to be writing the movie. If they continue to unpack the tiptoe of being Captain America and the racial issues in the world, which they can, I mean, real life is ripe with stuff that they could pull into the MCU. Of course, you got to tell the line, because we did talk about it. We don't want more trauma. We just want, you know, a realistic experience of what it would be to be a and black well written. And well because written. Because the, the thing was, they were talking, when they were talking about the racial issues, I could tell it was a white person in that room. Like, I could, I can just, yeah. I can just feel like, I don't know, it needs to be more, just needs to be written better. The, the the this one scene on top of the cop scene that really got me is the one where they're in the plane and it's sam and bucky and what's his name zemo mm-hmm. i don't know what they they were talking about records they were talking about jazz or something like that and there was there's just a couple lines in that episode in general that were bad like when they landed and um anthony mackie was like "Ooh, i feel like i look like a pimp and then zemo was like only a black american would wear a fancy outfit and say he looks like a pimp i was like ew i didn't like that either i was, I was like, like what does zemo, zemo know about a pimp like uh-uh i, I like zemo not. Zemo, know your pl- place and time. Place and time. There's a place and time. I don't know. There was this other time in the show where uh, uh, Sam said something, my TT, like he was referencing uh-huh. a mm-hmm. And then they were clowning him about be- about him saying TT. And I was like, Ugh. Oh, uncultured swine, <laughs> sit down. And like, it didn't I mean did it be not. like an audible thing. If they wanted to showcase that pe- like the white people didn't know what TT meant, they could just make a face. It doesn't have to be TT. Right. <laughs> It like it was a whole like thing. I was like, really? What was that for? Like, I didn't understand that. Uh, hilarious. Do you have any more daddies, or should I just do my last one? <laughs> I had 
had another one, but I just forgot. Yeah, we got into a whole side tangent. <laughs> okay. So my last daddy, I just have to make I have to make the record straight. Mm-hmm. I don't know if everybody knows this, but my favorite show, or one of my favorite shows, in my top three, the upper echelon of television, Pose, comes back next Sunday for its third and final season. Aww. Right? Mm-hmm. Which is like bittersweet. But I need to let y'all bitches know. Hands off, right? Hands off. Put your hands in the air. Back your hands up. Because when Little Poppy returns on y'all screens, I need y'all to all know, I've been with Little Poppy since episode one. I said, him. (laughs) Give me him. I want him. I love that. (laughs) Give me him. And slowly but surely, as he started getting more lines, more scenes, all of a sudden, everybody was on the Little Poppy train. I said, no, 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 no. I've been here since day one. When he was homeless <laughs> on the streets, I was with Little Poppy. Now that he's dressed up, he lives in a house. He got his little girlfriend and Angel. Now all of a sudden, everybody's checking for Little for Poppy because y'all see, <laughs> y'all see what a good boyfriend he can be. And now y'all want a piece of that? No, no. <laughs> I was here first. Listen. <laughs> so if I see any tweets, I'm replying to them and I'm saying, "Sorry, he's taken." And I have to say, I have to preface and say Little Poppy and not Angel Bismarck Curl because the actor is, you know, chose, taken. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want any problems in real life. But Little Poppy, the character, I can claim that. Even though he is in a relationship with another character, I'll fire her. Angel, we could go fisticuffs. Already done. Already, Already done. done. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love Little Poppy and I'm so excited to see what he does, and with what the whole cast does in the season, Pose is just a little. It's a bright, it's a bright light of a show, and they they be talking about some sad stuff on that show too. But they, it's written really well. It's written well. They do it right. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I love about that show. They do it right because it brings you in instead of like it's scaring not, you away. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's not done in a way to like, like, like. Okay, the what like they use these other shows use like black trauma or like certain trauma almost like a thriller does to Mm. like pull you in and be like oh my god what's gonna happen but like they do it in a way where it's not just like for the for for show you know Mm. it's really like it's like these are their real stories these are based on real stories right you it's just to invite you into like a real lived experience exactly well that is all for Ask Your Dad for today. Madeline, do you have anything that you would like to promote before we wrap up the episode? No. I was just here for the ride. And it was really <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for having me. Of course. It is really fun. I just had like a <laughs> disassociative moment because we've been talking and having so much fun. I forgot that this was through Zoom. And so I looked at you while you were talking, and your mouth was, like, just a little off from your voice. And I was like, why is that happening? And I was like, oh, we're on Zoom. (laughs) I love that. That is so funny. Yeah. Um, On my end, uh, if you would like to follow me anywhere, um, it's Herman John Dad on any social media platform that matters. Um, And the podcast is Ask Your Dad Pod on Instagram. Do you want to shout out your Instagram, Madeline, or are you chilling on that? Oh, sure. Okay, you can um, 
Er, can you turn that off? I'm, thank you. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can add me on at Love Beyond Borders, but all the O's are zeros. Ooh. Yeah. It's she said, "I'm artistic." <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be trying to be corny just corny as hell honestly <laughs> but i like the username it works it makes me think of madeline i'm never like you know how some people have those usernames where you never know who it is when the username pops up you're like who is this again yes, <laughs> yes. and i'm like why i want to know the backstory like right. where did this come about right right your username makes sense it's in line with your values and your personality mm -hmm. yeah but that is it. We're going to let you guys go. Have a blessed week. Next time you see me, or us, because Madeline might be back on the podcast someday. Who knows? Oh we will God. be college graduates. We'll be graduates? Woo! We'll be graduates. That's Woo. crazy. Adios. Salutations. I'm turning my metaphorical tassel on this episode. See what I did there? <laughs> I love that. That was so creative. What can I say? I, 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 I try. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.